It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and before we get into this episode, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about negative stuff surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I do want to say I did heavily enjoy the Winter Classic. And I hope all of you did as well. Despite the outcome, of course, the Penguins have now lost five straight games. Not the greatest way to start off the calendar year of 2023. But I enjoyed the spectacle. I enjoyed watching the Black Keys in the first intermission. I was a little upset because when I went to Stadium Series in, I believe, 2018, I saw Train. And it's a perfectly fine, ironic band, but I would have much rather seen the Black Keys. But no... I think that Fenway Park did it well. I think that the NHL did well when it comes to the actual game and the the magnitude of the game, and and Fenway Park does a lot of the work for you. So um, shout out to the NHL. I thought the event itself was phenomenal. But now, talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, they showed in that game, and have been showing for the past, let's say week and a half, two weeks, the downside of the playing style that Mike Sullivan and the Penguins are employing. At their best, the Pittsburgh Penguins play a defensively responsible, offensively opportunistic style of play. It is a style that we can most commonly and at its most severe remember with Barry Trotz, with the New York Islanders. Because that is a way that an older team has to play to be able to slow down a lot of these speedy, quick, talented offensive teams that are now taking over the NHL. Not to say that the Penguins aren't talented, but they are old. And doesn't mean they're necessarily slow, but they're slower And that's the reality of the thing. Being older, being slower, doesn't mean being worse. It just means you have to play the game a different way. So the Penguins play this defensively responsible, offensively opportunistic style of hockey. And what that does to the Penguins, it wears you down. It's hard to play a full 60 minutes, night in and night out of that style of play. 
At its best, we saw what it was in early December. It was enough to put the Penguins as one of the top teams in the National Hockey League for a three, four week span. At its worst, we saw that on Monday afternoon at Fenway Park. It limits your chances of scoring goals later in the game because you're wearing down your players earlier on the game. Your emphasis is getting a lead and then holding a lead. And that's been the issue for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's look at the Winter Classic. The Penguins got their best chances in the first period. 67% of the expected goals were in the Penguins' favor, according to Natural Statric, in the first period of play. And if you watched the game, you could feel that as well. The Penguins were dominating the Boston Bruins up and down the ice. But Linus Allmark, the Boston Bruins goaltender, who was putting together a Vezina Trophy season, did exactly what he's been doing all season, and he shut down the Pittsburgh Penguins. Specifically, look at the Crosby line. Look at how they performed in that first period. Look at how Crosby himself performed in that first period. That was the best we saw of him that entire game. But the Penguins weren't able to con connect. They weren't able to light the lamp, and Linus Allmark ended up being the MVP of that period. Okay, well, the Pittsburgh Penguins still dominated the best team in hockey. They should be able to carry that momentum through the second period. And for the most part, that they did. They controlled the possession in the second period. They continued to pressure the Boston Bruins, but the scoring chances were much less dangerous. In the first period, they had three high danger opportunities on nine scoring chances. In the second period, they had two high danger opportunities on 12 scoring chances. So while they had more chances, they were from a lot less potent areas of the ice. But one of the high danger areas, Kasperi Kapanen cashes in. Penguins are up one to nothing, and you're willing to overlook and look past the fact that they weren't creating potent chances because they, they capitalized on the one, and they kept the Bruins from doing the same thing. So after 40 minutes, they had played this style, this defensively responsible, offensively opportunistic style. They ran into a hot goaltender, but hey, it's okay because they're up one to nothing. They just need to keep playing the way they've been playing. But because of how demanding that style is, it causes a tendency for the team that's trying to employ it to get less scoring chances as the game goes on. We saw that on Monday again. Third period, the Pittsburgh Penguins, according to Natural Stat Trick, 40% of the shot attempts, 18% of the scoring chances. I'll say that again. 18% of the scoring chances in the final period. With a one-goal game, or one-goal lead, I should say. It's not like they were up by two or three or four goals. They were up by one. Going up against a good goaltender. With your backup goaltender in the net that wasn't planning on playing that day. You needed more in that third period from the Penguins. But they didn't have more to give. That is the downside of the way the Pittsburgh Penguins play hockey. Now, it is, is a way, it is a playing style that is a necessity due to the way the roster is constructed. I fully trust that Mike Sullivan understands that this is probably the best playing style for this roster. But when we see the downside, it can get ugly. Just to wrap things up with the stats, look at the high danger chances in the third period. The Penguins finished with zero. None. Zilch. And the Boston Bruins had seven. Jake DeBrusque 
cashes in on two of them, and the Penguins lose their fifth straight game. This one by a score of 2-1. to one. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, that's bad enough. Like, that's the epitome of, of, of why there's a downside to this, this Penguins play. But it's been really hampering them for about two to three weeks. You look at the last couple of weeks of 2022, maybe that's why they struggled to close out all those games. They don't have anything left. They've blown a third period lead now in four of the past seven games. Carolina twice, Detroit once, and the Boston Bruins on Monday. They had a 2-1 to lead against the New Jersey Devils last Friday in the second period. They blew that game too, losing 4-2. to So while this playing style might fit the roster, it is a tough style to play for 82 straight games, and we're seeing that happen, and we're seeing that affect the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. We've seen this team for years take their foot off the pedal with a third period lead, but they're just not pulling out the games this season as much as they used to. Because last couple years, we've seen them, hey, flip a switch. Crosby gets going. Malkin gets going. That might be the only two players that get going, but that ends up being just enough. Gensel, I'll throw in that same place. That ends up being just enough to, to make up for the fact that they almost blew a third period lead. It's not happening this year. Specifically, in the last two weeks, it's not happening as much. They're losing these games. They're not collecting these important points in the standings and what's going to be a tough Metropolitan Division. And it's because of their play style. I don't know what the answer is to that. Honestly, I think this is the correct play style. But I think you need to make sure when you're doing this, and these players specifically need to make sure, if we're going to play this way, we need to make sure that we're good down the stretch at the end. It's going to be hard to get better every single game. The Penguins have prioritized, prioritized jumping out to early leads. They haven't done it all the time, but they certainly play a lot of their best hockey in the back half of the first period and the front half of the second period. That's where they're at their best. They need to stop turtling up in the third period. It's a habit that has happened with the Pittsburgh Penguins for a long time, but it's a habit they can no longer afford to have. They need to play as close to how they did in the first period on Monday as possible. 60 minutes is going to be hard. I'm done asking this team to play 60 full minutes of this style of hockey because I don't think you're going to see it. 
I think you're asking for something that's you're never going to see. So why would I keep asking for it? It's insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If I'm expecting them to do 60 minutes of full hockey every game and I get upset when they don't do it, that's on me. That shouldn't be the expectation. But they can't make the final 20 the worst 20 on a consistent basis. That's what they've been doing as of late, and that's why they're on a five-game losing streak. That's why they've blown four third-period leads in their last seven games. The answer is not to change the play style, because I do genuinely believe the playing style is what fits this roster. But they need to figure something out, and they need to figure out a way to flip that switch in the third period to make sure they don't keep blowing these leads. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know on Twitter at Nick underscore Berlansky or at Iceberg Podcast. What did you think of the Winter Classic? Maybe not just the game, but the atmosphere, especially if you went to the game. I know a couple of people that did, and they, from what I've heard, had a great time. So let me know what you think. Tag me on Twitter. Tag me on Instagram at Iceberg Podcast. And let us know what you thought of the Winter Classic. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys tomorrow.